friends, Maestro here, bringing you episode 488 of Maestro on the Mic. In today's episode, I am talking to you, telling you, explaining to you how to decide what your next offer should be. I am incredibly stoked about this one. Maybe it's because I just drank a bang. I think that there's drugs in this. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just excited because this is a dope-ass topic. Either way, I'm bringing the fire. All this and more, but first, hey, DJ, give me that Heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it poppin'. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. Hello, 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 my podcast people, and thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. Today we are talking about what you should create next. What should your next offer be? Right off the bat, thank you for the reviews. If you listen to these episodes in order, I did it at the end of last one, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to start this episode out by talking about this. I'm going to introduce a topic, what should your next offer be, and then I'm going to jump right in to talking about the ratings and reviews, because y'all are freaking amazing, and I want to highlight this. Like I said, last episode, I, uh, I seen John, and I, see, I use their first names like I know them. I seen John and Alex do this on their podcast, give it to me straight, and I'm like, I love this. Like, let me love on my people. So today we're reading a review from Chelsea Fitness Coach. She's funny. She knows it's an inside joke. But she wrote, tough love with a soft touch. Thursday morning motivation at its finest. Short, sweet, effective. Action breeds momentum. Nothing changes if nothing changes. And do the thing so you can get the thing done. If it's important to you. Love, love, love Maestro's take on time management and action-oriented productiveness. Chelsea Savage. Parentheses, because it's always funny. Our inside joke. Chelsea, thank you. Thank you. And it's really cool with this review because I'm like, yeah, that is what I stand for. That's what I, I hope you folks are taking away from it. And so it's really cool when you hear people summarize your words back to you and you're like, yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. That is exactly what I hope you're taking away. And just thank you. So if you all want to leave a review, I'm going to read them. If you don't like that part, I'm sorry. Just, you know, fast forward through, but I like to love my people. So Chelsea, thank you for that. So today we are talking about what your next offer should so four things to remember when you're looking to decide about your next offer, when you're thinking about creating something, right? Number one, wait to create. I stay saying this, wait to create. If no one is asking you for anything, do not be making anything because you're not going to sell anything, okay? Number two, run the same thing a zillion times. The first time we're in the intensive, 2019. We are now going on round 14. That will launch in October. We'll drop the uh, wait list for you if you want to top on that. My Mafia, I started that in 2020. We're going on three years of doing that. Still going, same structure. And then Jill and I launched Legacy in 2021. We are going to launch round four of that this year. So I've added a new thing, a new offer once a year. But I keep running those things. I'm not offering, you know, doing, I'm not introducing a bunch of new offers every year. We introduce it and then keep on going for one zillion years. Um, third thing to remember, your current customers are your warmest leads. So oftentimes you're looking to create, 
you're probably going to want to think about, think about creating something for them. And I should say your current customers and your previous customers are going to be your, your warmest audience. So looking to sell something to them, looking to solve a problem for them. And then number four, this is big, and I don't think it's talked about enough. Maybe I'll do a full episode on it, although I'm not sure that there's enough content for a full episode. But just because someone your audience, just because someone in your audience has a problem, doesn't mean that you need to solve it. I hear people be like, "Oh, but somebody reached out and they were like, oh, you know, I have this X," and I'm like, "Okay, they could Google it." Like, you don't have to create solutions people can solve their own problems, especially if you just not the volume for it. So we'll talk about different different offers in one-on-one and it may make sense to you know be able to solve that person's problem in a one-on-one capacity. But I see people wanting to create programs and I'm like, you don't have the volume for it. And just because that person has a problem doesn't mean you use anything about it. I think about it with my intensive. There's no next step for people. Yes, that's my warmest audience, but there's no like, okay, well, here's round two of the intensive. I could create it, but I don't want to. So I haven't. If people want to go into the mafia, they can. People want to come to Legacy. Oftentimes I push people into FBA, Jill's program. But yes, I could create another offer, but I don't want to. So I didn't. Okay, so four things that I want you to remember when we're thinking about creating an offer, right? So this episode, I'm going to 100% plug my free value ladder ebook. It is a great exercise or provides a great exercise for organizing your current offers and assessing the diversity of your offers, right? So if you go to themovementmaster.com forward slash value ladder, we will also link that in the show notes. Thank you, Courtney. You'll be able to download that. Um, But I have broken this episode down into or using the structure that I present in the value ladder as well. So within the value ladder, there are six levels that I have created that all of your offers can fall into, right? One of these six levels. If we start at the bottom, that's going to be level one. That's the free level. People are paying you an attention. That's your social media posts, your content there, your podcasts, any kind of blogs. It's free and they pay you an attention. Level two would be an email exchange. So these are going to be your freebies. The thing that I'm telling you, you can download the value ladder. That's a freebie. That's a level two. So, so your PDFs, um, videos, you can do quizzes, things like that. And if you're freebies, those let's get exchanged for an email. It's going to be level two. Level three is going to be paid low ticket. This is webinars and workshops. Level four is paid no touch. This is going to be your online courses, your DIY self-paced online courses. Level five is going to be paid low slash leveraged touch. And that's going to be group courses or memberships, right? So this is, we can have a high price point on these things. Like my intensive would be a level five and that's 597 price point of 597. So it's not that these are the cheap things or anything like that. This is just, it's paid and it's going to be a leveraged model. So it's one to many. Okay. And then the next one up, highest level is going to be paid high touch. Within this, we see things like masterminds and of course, one-on-ones. I could theoretically put one-on-ones as a level seven, but I think that they can go in level six just fine. I will say that 99% of the time, anyone that's starting out, you're going to start with level six, which is interesting, right? That's going to be your one-on-one service. So because we can promise an outcome, which is why we start with that. And we also don't need a ton of volume. You need volume to have a group program. Of note, this value ladder, it gets filled out as as your business goes and grows over time. It's not just filled out willy-nilly of like, oh, I got to have a level three now, and I got to make a level four this year, and I got to make a level five next year. No. It's based on what makes sense, based on what your audience is asking for, what you have the time and capacity for, and what you want to be doing, right? What makes sense. My favorite way to have people fill this out is from the bottom up. 
All right, so obviously we're starting with social media content first, then email marketing, then level three is where I really want to start seeing people kind of um, explore the, the paid part of things. And that's going to be usually a webinar. It's just they're shorter. You can go with that leverage model, and then we can work our way up from there. Okay. So three questions to ask yourself when you are thinking about, ah, I think I want to make an, another offer. Okay, three questions. Number one, why do I want to make this thing? Number two, what are people asking for? And then number three, what makes sense for my value ladder, aka what makes sense based on my current offers? All right, so that first part, why do I want to make this? If the answer is because people are asking and there's a need, right, aka there's a need, then yeah, let's run with it. If it makes sense based on your current offers, you also want to do it and you have the time and capacity to do it. If the reason you want to make this is because you want to make more money, and this is different than a cash injection where you're like, I need money now. You're like, I just want to increase my revenue. Then my first response is going to be, why not run what you already have? Right, don't make something new. Double down on what you currently have and what's currently working. Because I'm already assuming that, you that the thing that you've already made, people actually want it because you waited to create. Right? I'm thinking about Stu Brower right now. He has a, his, I think his Instagram is what the fuck gym talk, the WTF gym talk. And he had a great post it, it was like a nice little sound bite that basically you don't start a new business because you want to make more money. You start a new business because you have the time and the ability for it to not work, right? And to actually grow this thing. It's the same thing with starting a new product, new offer, okay? If the reason you want to make this thing is because you're capped and you're like, I need room for more people. I just don't have the bandwidth. This makes sense then to start looking at a new offer. And that new offer needs to support more people. If you want to make the new offer because you're bored, red flag, a little bit of a red flag, the teeny red flag. Take caution with this one, right? Your business is not here to entertain you. That is a quote from Jill and she's got it from, I believe her mastermind uh, coach, um, and so largely I do, like your business should be fun, you should enjoy it, but it's not here just like a constant form of entertainment, just like working out, right? People that constantly change the exercises, you can't be surprised that they're not getting better, getting the gains and the results they want, right? Because they're looking for entertainment there. If you have the ecosystem, you have the customers, you have the sustainability in your business, you have the, the, the safety in your business, like you've been doing all the things for a bunch of years and you're like, yeah, I just want to just make something new. Okay, cool then maybe we can consider making something new, but I would start off with something small that's not gonna compete with your other offers, and this is when we're gonna start looking at the value ladder as well. Uh, and if you're thinking about that you wanna make this because your current group needs next steps, or the current you know, cohort you're taking through, they need next steps, also makes sense. But this is gonna be what I call a pocket launch. So you're typically only gonna to sell to the people that are in that current cohort. And that's gonna be very, very easy, very simple thing. And it'll make sense like, okay, well, they went through six weeks of this or whatever, um, six months of this. Okay, then it makes sense to have this next step. And that's it's really not even an offer. It's just a next step that you're not really front facing with anything. We do it with legacy, right? You go through six months and if it makes sense for people, they want more support, then we have a continuation, but it's not a true offer that we've created. That's gonna be like a big launch. Uh, and then lastly, and this is kind of similar to that you're bored, if you're just ready for something new, if your business is established, you know, you're good, you're, you're plugging along everything, you've been running the same things, cool, then I would suggest no more than one new offer each year, which you've seen what I, that I did, Jill does the same thing, we're not launching a bunch of new big programs, it just doesn't make sense. The second question to ask yourself, right, the first question when thinking of a new offer 
what to, you know, if you think about what you'd make for a new offer is why do I want to make this? The second question to ask yourself is what are people asking for? So again, if we have the current group and they have next steps, cool, then you just give them the next steps. It's going to be a pocket launch and be very simple. It's not actually a full launch, it's not actually like a full product. We need repetition before we create a bunch of new things, which is why I'm like, run the same thing, run the same thing, run the same thing, run the same thing, run the same thing. Listen to what people are asking for. And then again, I believe let's start at the level three and like a webinar or a workshop and test it out there. And you're like, yeah, this thing has legs. Cool. I want to make it into something bigger. Then you can do that. So we can take it a step back even more. We started on social media. You do it's a poll, like an interest poll. See if people are interested in this thing. Cool. Next, you run a webinar on it. Because that's low time investment from you, low time investment from them. Yes, you can put a price tag on this thing. And then you can decide, okay, do I want to make something bigger out of this? That's exactly how I do things. And this is why I suggest it. The third question to ask yourself when you're trying to figure out what offer to create next is, what makes sense for my value ladder? Right? So again, go download it, look at it. I think for me, I'm very visual. It's easier to, to understand this. But when you look at how the value ladder is organized by those six levels, if you see where your offers are, suddenly you're like, okay, well, there's a big hole here. I don't have a level four, level five, or I don't, you know, I only have level six. Okay, then maybe you should make something at the bottom, actually, for people. There's lower priced offers, right? Typically, as they move up the value ladder, the price also goes up. I explained that in the ebook, but I'm going to say it now as well. So, when you think, when you look at this and you're looking at the value ladder, if you're looking to fill in the value ladder, then that's naturally going to move people that are in your ecosystem. It's going to move them along. So you can ask yourself, okay, well, what would be the next step in someone's journey? They're here. What would they want next? And I would encourage you to say like the majority of the people that are currently in your ecosystem that have paid for something, what would make sense for them as a next step? All right. This is actually, again, a new product. This is different than taking a current product and being like, well, now I have a DIY version of it. That's, yes, you can do that. It is very difficult to run a DIY version, DIY do-it-yourself version of, or a self-paced version of an offer that you're also concurrently running live. You're, you're basically still have to sell two different offers and you got to sell the shit out of both of them. So I consider it more of an advanced thing. I know I see people do it. I don't recommend it not as a beginner, right? I would say, let's look to fill out that value ladder and then we can worry about taking our offers and, and kind of stratifying them. Oftentimes, when we're looking at creating this thing, it may mean creating a smaller group with a higher price point on it. This is why we see like masterminds and things like that come, come to be. As opposed to just creating a bunch of competing product, products, like another six-week course, another six-week course, another six-week course. We see that that just continues to be that level five product, and we just keep doing a bunch of those. And that may not actually move your audience or move your people to the next level of, of what they want. Right? There's a time and a place for these things, but I don't want you to start off by, complete, by creating offers that compete with themselves within your own product suite. Okay? So oftentimes, we start off level six. I would love for then for people to create more level threes after that, which is going to be your webinars. And then from there, we can look at doing kind of level fives, so kind of group programs, things like that. Level fours are DIY products, and I don't love those, actually. And it's really cool because Jill just, just, Jill just put out a, a level four, I would consider level four. It's called Trust You. And it's self-paced. This chick has, this chick invented online business and hasn't created a true, like, level four self-paced offer until right now. 
And I love this because she's in the trenches always. All of her programs, she's there with people actually teaching them and making sure that they that they move through. She had a, maybe it was called Best of You, I'm not sure. Um, she had another program that actually she put out years ago and she pulled it because people weren't going through it. So I shouldn't say this is the first time she's put it out, uh, put out a program like this, but she pulled back on that because she was like, I want people to get results. And then one of the best ways to get people to get results is to actually either hybridize the program where there's some, I shouldn't say hybrid, is to give some sort of live component to the thing where they got to show up and you're there and there's an accountability piece to it. So I love that the fact that Jill's been doing this forever and just now she's really leaning into this. I see people come into the online space and they're like, I want to make an online course, a self-paced course. And I'm like, you ain't got no fucking audience, you got no trust. How's people going to get through it? You're not going to get any results for people, which means you're not going to get any testimonials. You're not going to get any reviews. They're not going to go and tell anybody about it. And now you got to keep worrying, worrying about selling this thing. So I really like to lean on a product where you help people move through it, even if you've hybridized it, right, where it's largely self-paced, but there are intermittent meeting points, that would still be a level five. It's not a true self-paced, just sell it, do it on your own kind of thing, right? So something to think about with that. So the three questions to be asking yourself when you're looking to create the next offer, why do I want to make this? What are people asking for? My people, what are they asking for? And what makes sense based on my value ladder? I can't tell you this. I haven't seen, I don't know what your products are. You can look at this, do it's a free ebook and go through it. If you want my eyes, you want my help with this, would love to do a maestro meeting with you for sure. And we can build that out and see what makes sense. But this is what I would suggest you start out with. Lastly, and this is a question from my girl Beth and I loved it, is kind of how do you rearrange your schedule then if you're gonna launch something new? So when you have something that you're thinking about making, consider the time demands of this new thing and then you'll need to decide where it fits in based on your schedule. And if you need to pause things, which you may need to, or you may need to move things around. This is the value in running the same offer over and over and over again. You know how long it takes to launch it. You know the energy demands of launching it. You know the energy demands of running it. You know the time demands of running it. You know the commitment level that's required from you. And so you're like, yeah, I know I can launch this other thing before it or after it. It makes sense, right? You also know what you can afford to pause and kind of put off for a little bit. Um, when I started doing Legacy, then I went down to only launching the intensive twice. When I first did intensive, I did launch it four times that year because it was only my only offer. And then I did three times, and then I went down to two times, and I switched and did like a webinar in, in the middle of the year. Um, because I had run the same thing. I knew the time demands of it. I knew how it was structured. I knew how much what capacity I had. And so, yeah, you may need to pull back on things because we only have a, we have a fixed amount of time. You may need to pull back on certain things so that you can actually implement this new thing. This is also why, you know, I'll actually say the best time management advice I can give is that only one big launch per quarter only one new thing, new offer per year, and do not ever launch two things at once. Right? Very, very simple. So if you're thinking about launching something new, really listen to the episode, go through the things that I just, just, asked, uh, just put out there, grab yourself the value ladder, see what makes sense. And I really want you folks to just take a step back and, and think about business longevity. I know we have all of these ideas and things like that, and there's a quote out there, you can have it all, you just can't have it all at once. So if we really just expand, extend that timeline of this business and understand like this is a long play game, then you're like, cool, I can just run this thing right now and not worry about the other thing that I want to do. I can launch that thing next year and it will make more sense because I can give all my energy and attention to this one thing here. I can get reps, I can get reviews, I can see if it's actually got some, some legs to it and then I can decide to move on to the next thing, okay? So go check out that value ladder. 
Would love to hear from you if you got questions, comments, concerns on anything. Um, would love the reviews as well. And I started off with it. I'm going to end bookend the, the episode with that. Um, but this is a topic that I'm pretty passionate about because I just see people doing too much and making their lives just unnecessarily complicated. Do less and do less better. Right? All right. Looking at the outline, that's all that I got for you. As always, endlessly, endlessly, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. Until next time, friends, maestro. Maestro.